Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good morning and welcome to the Saturday, September 9th episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. I am Wayne Floyd, your host. The Faith Comes From Hearing podcast is a humble member of the Christian podcast community. You can find us over at christianpodcastcommunity.org. A lot of great listening over there, over 60 well-curated podcasts, uh, very, very wide variety of topics. Definitely worth your while to get over there. I will guarantee you, you'll find something over there to listen to, and there's a very good probability that you'll find more of there to listen to than you have time to listen. I also want to point you at the final two links in our show notes. Uh, the first one is for the Vail Valley Baptist Church Gives In Go campaign. We are striving to, um, to pay off our mortgage, to rapidly pay it off, so that we can commence establishment of a Christian classic education-based school to provide a trustworthy alternative for our, for our community here. Um, go ahead and click on the link. Pastor Jay has provided a very thorough description of and, and a set of goals of what we're trying to do. So go ahead and take a read. And then we would ask three things of you. We'd ask you to pray for us. We'd ask you to prayerfully consider giving to us. And we'd ask you to pass the link along so that others can do the same. Uh, the final link um, I actually turned on. I'd had a few people inquire as to how they could financially support the, the ministry and the podcast. So I flipped on, I just very simply flipped on the Spotify. I guess it's not really anchor anymore. It's Spotify for podcasters, but whatever it is, um, flipped on the listener support option. So there's like three different subscription levels in there. Um, you know, it, uh, please understand I'm not stumping for cash from you. Um, we would definitely be appreciative of any support you, you're, you feel led to provide. But I went ahead and flipped that on. Again, it's a subscription-based thing. I'm actually looking into finding something um, to add on to it that would be something more one-off, um, kind of one-time donation kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> but again, I just did it because people were asking about it. So again, and, and to let you know, nothing I put out is ever going to be behind a paywall. Okay, nothing I ever put out is going to be behind a paywall. This is the word of God. It's not mine. It is it is his word. It is available for free and should be available for free. So I am, you know, I, I'm just putting it up there so that if people want to help, they can. So with that said, uh, why don't we go ahead and jump in again with it being Saturday. We're going to be just doing our Bible reading for the day. So let's go ahead and open up with the seventh day. Excuse me, seventh day morning prayer, God's good pleasure. Let's pray. Sovereign Lord, thy will is supreme in heaven and earth, and all beings are creatures of thy power. Thou art the father of our spirits. Thy inspiration gives us understanding. Thy providence governs our lives. But, O oh God, we are sinners in thy sight. Thou hast judged us so, and if we deny it, we make thee a liar. Yet in Christ thou art reconciled to thy rebellious subjects. Give us the ear of faith to hear him, the eye of faith to see him, the hand of faith to receive him, the appetite of faith to feed upon him, that we might find in him light, riches, honor, eternal life. Thou art the inviting one. May we hearken to thee. 
the Almighty Instructor, teach us to live to thee, the Light Dweller, inaccessible to man and angels, hiding thyself behind the elements of creation, but known to us in Jesus. Possess our minds with the grandeur of thy perfections. Thy love to us in Jesus is firm and changeless. Nothing can separate us from it, and in the enjoyment of it nothing can make us miserable. Preserve us from hypocrisy and formality in religion. Enable us to remember what thou art and what we are, to recall thy holiness and our unworthiness. Help us to approach thee clothed with humility, for vanity, forwardness, insensibility, disorderly affection, backwardness to duty, proneness to evil are in our hearts. Let us never forget thy patience, wisdom, power, faithfulness, care, and never cease to respond to thy invitations. Amen. All right. Our morning devotion for this morning, for uh, the morning of September 9th, uh, the text is from Jeremiah 33.3. I will answer thee and shew thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. There are different translations of these words. One version renders it, I will shew thee great and fortified things. Another, great and reserved things. Now there are reserved and special things in Christian experience. All the developments of spiritual life are not alike easy of attainment. There are the common frames and feelings of repentance and faith and joy and hope, which are enjoyed by the entire family. But there is an upper realm of rapture, of communion, and conscious union with Christ, which is far from being the common dwelling place of believers. We have not all the high privilege of John to lean upon Jesus' bosom, nor of Paul to be caught up into the third heaven. There are heights in experimental knowledge of the things of God, which the eagle's eye of acumen and philosophic thought hath never seen. God alone can bear us there, but the chariot in which he takes us up and the fiery steeds with which the chariot is dragged are prevailing prayers. Prevailing prayer is victorious over, that, over the God of mercy. By his strength he had power with God. Yea, he had power over the angel and prevailed. He wept and made supplication unto him. He found him in Bethel, and there he spake with us. Prevailing prayer takes the Christian to Carmel and enables him to cover heaven with clouds of blessing and earth with floods of mercy. Prevailing prayer bears the Christian aloft to Pisgah and shows him the inheritance reserved. It elevates us to Tabor and transfigures us, till in the likeness of his Lord as he is, so are we also in this world. If you would reach to something higher than ordinary groveling experience, look to the rock that is higher than you and gaze with the eye of faith through the window of importunate prayer. When you open the window on your side, it will not be bolted on the other. All right, well, our reading for today is going to be Isaiah 3, 4, and 5, 2 Corinthians 11, verses 1 through 15, Psalm 53, and Proverbs 22, verse Mm. verses 28 and 29, which are the end of that, that proverb. So, Isaiah 3. Hear the word of the Lord. For behold, the Lord Yahweh of hosts is going to remove from Jerusalem and Judah both supply and support, the whole supply of bread and the whole supply of water, the mighty man and the man of war, the judge and the prophet, the diviner and the elder, the commander of fifty, and the highly respected man the counselor and the wise craftsman and the experienced enchanter. And I will make young men their princes and capricious children will rule over them. And the people will be oppressed, each one by another and each one by his neighbor. 
the youth will overwhelm the elder and the dishonorable against the honorable. When a man grasps his brother in his father's house, saying, You have a cloak, you shall be our ruler, and these ruins will be under your hand, he will protest on that day, saying, I will not be your ruler, for in my house there is neither bread nor cloak. You should not appoint me ruler of the people. For Jerusalem has stumbled and Judah has fallen, because their tongue and their deeds are against Yahweh, to rebel against his glorious presence. The expression of their faces answers against them, and they declare their sin like Sodom. They do not even conceal it. Woe to their soul, for they have dealt our evil on themselves. Say to the righteous that it will go well with them, for they will eat the fruit of their deeds. Woe to the wicked, it will go badly with them, for what he has dealt out will be done to him. O oh, my people, their taskmasters are infants, and women rule over them. O oh, my people, those who guide you lead you astray and swallow up the way of your paths. Yahweh takes his stand to contend and stands to judge the peoples. Yahweh enters into judgment with the elders of his people and his princes. It is you who have consumed the vineyard. The plunder robbed of the afflicted is in your houses. What do you mean by crushing my people and grinding the faces of the afflicted, declares Lord, Lord Yahweh of hosts. Moreover, Yahweh said, Because the daughters of Zion are haughty, and walk with outstretched necks and seductive eyes, and go along with mincing steps, and tinkle the bangles on their feet, therefore the Lord will smite the skull of the daughters of Zion with scabs, and Yahweh will make their foreheads bare. In that day the Lord will remove the beauty of their anklets, headbands, crescent ornaments, dangling earrings, bracelets, veils, headdresses, ankle chains, sashes, perfume boxes, enchanted charms, finger rings, nose rings, vestal robes, outer tunics, cloaks, money purses, hand mirrors, undergarments, turbans, and shawls. Now it will be that instead of sweet perfume there will be the smell of rot. Instead of a belt, a rope. Instead of a well-set well hair, a plucked-out scalp. Instead of fine clothes, a donning of sackcloth, and branding instead of beauty. Your men will fall by the sword, and your mighty ones in battle. And her gates will lament and mourn, and deserted she will sit on the ground. <clears throat> Isaiah 4 <clears throat> And seven women will take hold of one man in that day, saying, We will eat our own bread and wear our own clothes. Only let us be called by your name. Take away our reproach. In that day the branch of Yahweh will be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the earth will be the pride and the honor of those of Israel who escape. It will be that he who remains in Zion and is left in Jerusalem will be called holy, everyone who is written down for life in Jerusalem. When the Lord, when the Lord has washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion and rinsed away the bloodshed of Jerusalem from her midst by the spirit of judgment and the spirit of burning, then Yahweh will create over the whole area of Mount Zion and over her convocations a cloud by day, even smoke, and the brightness of a flaming fire by night. For over all the glory will be a canopy, <clears throat> and there will be a booth to give shade from the heat by day, and refuge and a hiding place from the storm and the rain. Uh. Isaiah 5 Let me sing now for my well-beloved, a song of my beloved concerning his vineyard. My well-beloved had a vineyard on a fertile hill. He dug it all around, removed its stones, and planted it with the choicest vine. And he built a tower in the middle of it, and he also hewed out a wine vat in it. Then he hoped for it to produce good grapes, but it produced only worthless ones. So now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, please judge between me and my vineyard. 
What more was there to do for my, my vineyard that I have not done in it? Why, when I hope for it to produce good grapes, did it produce worthless ones? So now let me tell you what I am going to do to my vineyard. I will remove its hedge, and it will be consumed. I will break down its wall, and it will become trampled ground. I will lay it waste. It will not be pruned or hoed, but briars and thorns will come up. I will also command the clouds to rain no rain on it. For the vineyard of Yahweh of hosts is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah his delightful plant. Thus he hoped for justice, but behold, bloodshed. For righteousness, but behold, a cry of distress. Woe to those who add house to house and join field to field until there is no more room, so that you have to live alone in the midst of the land. In my ears Yahweh of hosts has sworn, Surely many houses shall become desolate, even great and good ones without without inhabitants. For ten acres of vineyard will yield only one bath of wine, and a homer of seed will yield but an ephah of grain. Woe to those who rise early in the morning, that they may pursue strong drink, who stay up late in the evening, that wine may inflame them, and their banquets are accompanied by lyre and harp, by tambourine and flute, and by wine. But they do not look upon the deeds of Yahweh, nor do they see the work of his hands. Therefore my people go into exile for their lack of knowledge, and their honorable men are famished, and their multitude is parched with thirst. Therefore Sheol has enlarged its throat and opened its mouth without limit, and Jerusalem's majesty, her multitude, her rumbling, and the exultant within her descend into it. So the common man will be bowed down, and the man of importance will be made low. The eyes of the lofty also will be made low. But Yahweh of hosts will be lofty in judgment, and the holy God will show himself holy in righteousness. Then the lambs will graze as as in their pasture, and sojourners will eat in the waste places of the wealthy. Woe to those who drag iniquity with the cords of worthlessness, and sin as if with cart ropes, who say, Let him hurry, let him hasten his work, that that we may see it, and let the counsel of the Holy One of Israel draw near, and come to pass that we may know it. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter, Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes, and understanding in their own sight. Woe to those who are mighty men in drinking wine, and valiant men in mixing strong drink, who declare the wicked righteous for a bribe, and remove the righteous standing of the ones ones who are righteous. Therefore, as a tongue of fire consumes stubble, and dry grass collapses into the flame, so their root will become like rot, and their blossom blow away as dust. For they have rejected the law of Yahweh of hosts, and the word of the Holy One of Israel they have spurned. On this account the anger of Yahweh has burned against his people, and he has stretched out his hand against them and struck them down. And the mountains trembled, and their corpses lay like refuge in the middle of the streets. For all this his anger is not turned back, but his hand is still stretched out. He will also lift up a standard to the distant nations, and will whistle for it from the ends of the earth. And behold, it will come with speed swiftly. No one in it is weary or stumbles, none slumbers or sleeps, nor is the belt at its waist uh, at its waist undone, nor its sandal strap broken, its arrows are sharp, and all its bows are bent. The hoofs of it of its horses seem like flint, and its chariot wheels like a whirlwind. Its roaring is like a lioness, and its roars like young lions. It growls and seizes the prey, and carries it off with no one to deliver it. And it will growl over it in that day like the roaring of the sea. 
If one looks to the land, behold, there is darkness and distress. Even the light is darkened by its cloud. All right, 2 Corinthians 11, verses 1 through 15. I wish that you would bear with me in a little foolishness, but indeed you are bearing with me, for I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. For I betrothed you to one husband, so that I might present you as a pure virgin to Christ. But I fear that, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds will be corrupted from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. For if one comes and preaches another Jesus whom we did not preach, or you receive a different spirit which you did not receive, or a different gospel which you did not accept, you bear this beautifully. For I consider myself in no way inferior to the most eminent apostle. But even if I am unskilled in word, yet I am not so in knowledge. In fact, in every way we have made this evident to you in all things. Or did I commit a sin in humbling myself so that you might be exalted, because I proclaim the gospel of God to you without charge? I robbed other churches by taking wages from them to minister to you. And when I was present with you and was in need, I was not a burden to anyone. For when the brothers came from Macedonia, they fully supplied my need, and in everything I kept, and will keep myself from being a burden to you. As the truth of Christ is in me, this boasting of mine will not be stopped in the regions of Achaia. Why? Because I do not love you? God knows I do. But what I am doing I will continue to do, so that I may cut off opportunity from those who desire an opportunity to be found just as we are in the matter about which they are boasting. For such men are false apostles, deceitful workers, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Therefore it is not surprising if his ministers also disguise themselves as ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their deeds. Psalm 53 For the choir director, according to Mahalath, a mascal of David. The wicked fool says in his heart, There is no God. They act corruptly and commit abominable injustice. There is no one who does good. God looks down from the heaven upon the sons of men to see if there is anyone who has insight, anyone who seeks after God. Every one of them has turned back. Together they have become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. Do the workers of iniquity not know, who eat up my people as they eat bread, and do not call upon God? There they were in great dread where no dread had been. For God scattered the bones of him who encamped against you. You put them to shame, because God had rejected them. Oh, that the salvation of Israel would come out of Zion. When God restores his captive people, may Jacob rejoice, may Israel be glad. Finally, Proverbs 22, verses 28 and 29. Do not remove the ancient boundary which your fathers made. Do you see, do you see a man skilled in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. All right. Now our evening devotion for September 9th. The text is John from John 4:48. Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. A craving after marvels was a symbol of the sickly state of men's minds in our Lord's day. They refused solid nourishment and pined after mere wonder. The gospel which they so greatly needed, they would not have. The miracles which Jesus did, did not always choose to give, they eagerly demanded. Many nowadays must see signs and wonders, or they will not believe. Some have said in their heart, I must feel deep horror of soul, or I, will never or I never will believe in Jesus. 
But what if you never should feel it, as probably you never may? Will you go to hell out of spite against God, because he will not treat you like another? One has said to himself, if I had a dream, or if I could feel a sudden shock of I know not what, then I would believe. Thus you undeserving mortals dream that my Lord is to be dictated to by you. You are beggars at his gate, asking for mercy, and you must needs draw up rules and regulations as to how he shall give that mercy. Think you that he will submit to this? My master is of a generous spirit, but he has a right royal heart. He spurns all dictation and maintains his sovereignty of action. Why, dear reader, if such be your case, do you crave for signs and wonders? Is not the gospel its own sign and wonder? Is not this a miracle of miracles that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him might not perish? Surely that per, per, that precious word whosoever will let him come and take the water of life freely and that solemn promise him that cometh unto me I will in no wise cast out are better than signs and wonders. A truthful savior ought to be believed. He is truth itself. Why will you ask proof of the veracity of one who cannot lie? The devils themselves declared him to be the son of God. Will you mistrust him? All right. Well, that is our show. That is our episode for Saturday, September 9th. I hope you have yourself a wonderful day. I hope you have yourself some great weekend plans. Um, if those plans do not include worshiping with the saints in person, change them. I, I realize there are some folks who physically can't do it. I understand that. This is not for you. But for those who can, do so. It's not a request. It is a command. So get about doing it. We must be worshiping with the saints. All right. Well, let's go ahead and close out with prayer. We're going to close out with the Lord's Day Eve prayer. Let's pray. God of the passing hour, another week has gone and I have been preserved in my going out and my coming in. Thine has been the vigilance that has turned threatened evils aside. Thine the supplies that have nourished me. Thine the comforts that have indulged me. Thine the relations and friends that have delighted me. Thine the means of grace which have edified me. Thine the book which amidst all my enjoyments has told me that this is not my rest, that in all successes one thing alone is needful, to love my Savior. Nothing can equal the number of thy mercies but my imperfections and sins. These, O God, I will neither conceal nor palliate, but confess with a broken heart. In what condition would secret reviews of my life leave me, were it not for the assurance that with thee there is plenteous redemption, that thou art a forgiving God, that thou mayest be feared? While I hope for pardon through the blood of the cross, I pray to be clothed with humility, to be quickened in thy way, to be more devoted to thee, to keep the end of my life in view, to be cured of the folly of delay and indecision, to know how frail I am, to number my days and apply my heart unto wisdom. Amen. All right, again, I hope you have yourself a wonderful day and a wonderful rest of your weekend, and I hope to see you tomorrow morning. Have a good day. God bless. Music